Good day. From the Bridge Runners Chronicles, this is News Flyer for November 27, 2021. I'm Jason Smith, and the Chronicles would like to wish every American home and abroad a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all had a wonderful feast with family and friends. For this first Advent weekend, we have the following stories we'll be talking about in this podcast. Local Town Council in Ontario, Canada, revisiting plans to demolish historic bridge after allowing calls for it to be represerved. Police looking for vandals who spray-painted an obscene gestures at the Richardville Bowstring Arch Bridge. Historic Bridge in Minneapolis reopens after a much-needed facelift. Historic Bridge in Wales washed away in floods. Locals seek to rebuild it. And a historic bridge in New York State finds a new home. Now the news. Elora, Ontario, Canada. There is new hope for a historic bridge that is owned by two town councils. Members of both the Central Wellington and Woolwich Councils are bringing up the issue involving the future of the Middlebrook Place Bridge, also known as the Chambers Bridge. This Parker through trust span crosses the Grand River between the two communities and has pin connections and an A-frame portal bracing. It was built in 1910. The bridge has been closed to traffic since 2013 and since has been barricaded. The two councils had previously agreed to remove the trust span back in 2020, with the targeted date being 2028. After receiving numerous complaints, protests, and petitions, the council members of Wellington have agreed to reconsider the decision because of its historic significance. The reason behind that is the cost of rehabilitating the bridge versus removing the bridge, which, if stretched over 30 years, is not significant. According to local news, in a 30-year cycle, the rehabilitation for pedestrian and cycle use would be $1.6 million, and replacement for, with a pedestrian cycle bridge would be $1.2 million. For the removal, it would be $720,000. There is no life cycle when the bridge is removed. Furthermore, the bridge would be a perfect fit for a bike trail that runs along the Grand River. The next step right now is to reach out to the Woolwich Council, which also owns the bridge, to see if they're interested in the venture and how much they'll be willing to contribute. If in favor, plans will be in the making to make the bridge biker-friendly and safe for all use. This bridge is located northeast of Alora in central Ontario, directly west of Bisagua and Toronto. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Local officials are looking for a person or other people responsible for vandalizing the historic Richardville Bowstring Arch Bridge. The three-span bridge was built by the King Bridge Company in 1889 and spans the Barren River just outside of the city. The structure has been closed for renovations since June of this year to make it safer for pedestrians and cyclists' use. The report of spray painting happened only a few days ago when fraternity and obscene artwork were discovered on the bridge. Given its remote location, there were no security cameras on, on the structure, which made it impossible to report the incident to the police. The highway department is currently bringing in water tanks in order to, uh, to remove the paint using water pressure and also to bring the bridge back to its original glory. The bridge is expected to reopen by the end of this year, and the incident happened just as construction crews were finishing the rehabilitation project. If you have any information about the ventilation at, at the bridge, you are asked to contact the law enforcement authorities immediately. The Chronicles will keep you posted regarding the rehab project on this bridge. Minneapolis, Minnesota. This bridge was the first one that received the brunt of vehicle traffic when the neighboring I-35W bridge collapsed on August 2, 2007. It had served as one of the main arteries going into Minneapolis and the adjacent campus of the University of Minnesota. Now, the 10th Avenue Bridge, also known as the Cedar Avenue Bridge, which spans the Mississippi River, is back in business after a two-year rehabilitation project. The concrete open-span deck arch bridge was built in 1929 by Norwegian bridge builder 
Christopher Olsen Olsted, and his assistant, Frederick Paul. The 2,150-foot long bridge has been on the National Register of Historic Places since 1989. Crews worked to make repairs to the bridge decking and arches, which included doing their arches and redoing the railings, but also installing new lighting. A separate bike lane was constructed on the bridge. Furthermore, a water pipe that the bridge carried over the river was dismantled and a new main was constructed underneath the river. Dozens attended the grand reopening of the bridge on November 16th. The cost of the entire project was approximately $60 million. This is the fourth bridge in Minneapolis that has been rehabilitated over the past three years, which included a rehab job on the Boom on Rail to Trail Bridge, the Northern Pacific Railroad Viaduct conversion into the bike trail, and the rehabilitation of the 3rd Avenue Bridge in downtown Minneapolis. Minneapolis and St. Paul are the recipients of the 2021 Bridge Honor Awards in the category Bridge Tour Guide USA. Voting will begin next week when the entries are collected and the voting poll opens. The Chronicles will inform you once the voting begins. Trefnund, Wales, United Kingdom. It took a hurricane with massive flooding to destroy a 200-year-old bridge, causing headaches because of an 11-kilometer detour between Trefnund and Tremachon. Now both communities and the Welsh government have agreed. A new bridge must be built. The question is how. The Lanarch Bridge spent the River Clyde and was a grade two historic structure when Hurricane Christoph wreaked, uh, wreaked havoc onto the British Isles, causing flooding and widespread destruction. The Stone Arch Bridge was washed away on January 21st of this year. According to a recent survey, 95% of residents would like to have a bridge built as soon as possible. Yet there are two problems. Number one, a new span is expected to cost up to 11 million euros and would take up to 18 months to complete. Now the two communities are turning to the Welsh government to determine if and how much money would be allotted to them for the project. The government has responded that once the request has been presented, it will look into the matter. Whether and how they will help is unclear, but with funding scarce because of the British exit for the EU, local and regional funding combined with higher taxes may be needed to finance this project. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest. And our last story in the podcast takes us to New York State in St. Lawrence County. A bridge that once carried cars and trucks over the Oswatati River near Edwards is now about to do the same thing on Jones Road in Hopkinton. The bridge dates back to the early 1900s and it was built using steel from J&L Ironworks in Star Lake. It spanned the Oswatati River in Edwards for over, for over 100 years. When replaced, the state declared the bridge historic and the bed to be preserved. As a result, the highway department held on to it until just recently. The bridge is now being put into place to spend the St. Regis River on Jones's Road. Once that's done, and with much luck, work should be done by December of this year. It will not only be open for motorists, but it will also be a key link for snowmobiles and ATVs who can use the bridge as part of the trail system that spans the North Country. Already two other bridges in the area are trust spans and are still in use, each one also over a century old. And reminder, you have four more days to submit your bridges to this year's Bridge Hunter Awards. We're still looking for bridge photos for the category of Best Bridge Photos. If you are interested in submitting it, please use the contact details provided in the Newsflyer article. The Chronicles will start the voting process next week sometime, and each candidate will, will have a short profile and link for you to take a look at before you can vote. Some exciting times ahead in the world of historic and unique bridges. And as mentioned before in the last Newsflyer podcast a week ago, if you haven't gotten your COVID-19 shot, please do so as soon as possible. It will save your life as well as others. Through a joint community action, 
we can defeat COVID-19 and return to the normalcy that we've been missing out on for almost two years. The only ticket to freedom is getting the shot. So get the shot. And that's it for this edition of the Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. To follow up on Brute stories and all kinds of other facts, please subscribe to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles directly on the web, but also on their social media pages. Until next week, happy first advent, stay safe, and happy trails till we meet again. Take care. Bye now.